introduction. And I say it sincerely. The people who have been introduced before know that um, that's the best kind of uh, introduction. Really. Okay. Um, the time that we have here tonight is not uh, that extensive, so I'm going to um, try to focus on one particular point um, in Hochus Chuba. See a familiar face. And um, if I have time, I'll try to expand beyond that to try to encompass some other aspects as well. The Rambam at the beginning of Hilchus um, Chuba formulates the mitzvah of um, Chuba generally. And the Rambam's position, as well known, is an extremely problematic one. It's problematic um, precisely because the Rambam uh, doesn't seem to formulate Chuba as we would expect it be formulated. After all, tshuva, if I were to ask someone from the street, what is tshuva, define tshuva, you would say that tshuva is return. Tshuva is the attempt to get back to where one was in terms of one's broken relationship with the Rabbanu Shalom. person is an avarian, he violates a particular avera, and uh, he needs to repent, he needs to return he needs to reestablish that connection and that relationship. It seems that tshuva then is an obligation to take the initiative and to rebuild that relationship through tshuva. But the Rambam in Nukhus Tshuva, problem is well known, seems to formulate the obligation of tshuva, the mitzvah of tshuva, in terms of vidui and not in terms of tshuva itself. The Rambam says in the Koteret to his Minna Mitzvah in Nukhus Tshuva, there's one obligation of Hilchus Tshuva, that Tshuva is that he return and do vidui. The Koteret, actually, is not all that terrible or problematic. Um, what's much more difficult is the first halacha in Hilchus Tshuva. Here the Ramam says, Kol mitzvah shebet Torah, ben asei, ben im avar adam alachas mehen, ben bezadon, ben bishkagah, I emphasize the words when he does tshuva and he returns from his state of chet so the Raman says quite clearly that the obligation the word chiyuv in Perak Aleph is reserved for vidui, not for tshuva. The tshuva is kisha yashuv micheto, that's a given. When he does tshuva, since he will do tshuva, or he will elect to do tshuva, and once that takes place, now the question is, are there any obligations imposed upon him? The obligation is the obligation of vidui. And that, of course, is extremely difficult, because I say we associate tshuva with the doing of tshuva, not with the method or the methodology of tshuva. Indeed, the Ramban says quite clearly in his Parish al Torah that there is a mitzvah of tshuva. Ramban, Perak Lamed of Dvarim, says this uh, very, very um, unambiguously. The Tam ke mitzvah zos, the Torah says ke mitzvah zos, right? Lo niflei simimcha. Oh, the Torah has a whole exposition. Lo rechokahi. What is this kiha mitzvah hazos? All the Torah says is this mitzvah is not mysterious, it's not 
beyond one's grasp. Right? It's possible to verbalize it. It's in your mouth and in your heart to do it. So Ramban starts off and he says, what does this refer to? I'll call it Torah Kula. Simple pshat is, ke refers to shmiras samitzvos generally. Vanachon, says the Ramban, ke al Torah Kula, yomar kol mitzvah sharnochi mitzav chayom. Had it meant kol Torah Kula, it would have said kol mitzvah. Aval ha mitzvah hazos ala tshuva nizkeres. Since it doesn't say that, it says simply ha mitzvah hazos, with a hey ha So that mitzvah refers to the mitzvah of tshuva. Kiva shevosa levavecha veshavta al Hashem alokecha mitzvah sheitzava osanu laasoschein. And what is the mitzvah? Simply to do tshuva. And then he concludes vezetam b'ficho b'levavcha laasoso sheizvadu savona mitzavona vosam b'fihem v'yashuvu b'libal melashem. Even when the Ramban focuses on vidui, he makes it clear that it's just as a method of doing tshuva. But the Ika Mitzvah certainly is the Tshuva itself. The same is true with regard to Rabbi Yonah. In his Shari Tshuva, his classical exposition of the Mitzvah of Tshuva. So Rabbi Yonah says quite clearly that there's a Mitzvah to do Tshuva. If a person finds himself in a state of Chet, he's obligated to take that initiative to return to the Rabbanishon to neutralize his Chet to do Tshuva. So the problem is, of course, why does the Rambam formulate things as he does? Why the focus on Vidui seeming to gloss over Tshuva as if it doesn't exist? The Ramam's position is also echoed in his Sefer Mitzvah, Smitzvah and Gimel. There too, the Rambam emphasizes Vidui uh, almost to the exclusion of Tshuva itself. Tshuva is, of course, the framework. There can't be Vidui without Tshuva. But Tshuva is the given. It's not part of the Chiyuv. It's not the obligation. It is simply the prerequisite so that one can do tshuva. The question, of course, is why. But if we focus on the Rambam's total position and total formulation, we will note that there are several other anomalies as well. And perhaps if we can understand those anomalies, then we can understand the Rambam um, in a different way. Many of the Farshim noted this problem in the Rambam, and several solutions um, were posited. The Mabit in his Kiryat Sefer, for example, suggests that the Rambam did not mean to exclude the initiation of the process of tshuva from the mitzvah. Rather, he simply wanted to indicate that that mitzvah is not complete until you do vidui. So basically, the emphasis should be on the koteret of the Rambam. Not that the Yashuva Chotei is the background in the mitzvahs of Vidui, but rather you have one integrated mitzvah which concludes with the Vidui. It's a little bit more difficult to read that in Parak Aleph, it was Tshuva Halacha Aleph, although in Sefer Mitzvahs it reads um, pretty well. Again, Halacha Aleph, Kishi Yasa Tshuva V'yashuv Mecheto Chayiv Lizvados, which puts the emphasis on the Chiv Vidui, is more problematic. The Minchas Chinuch comes to a very startling conclusion because of this problem. Minchus Chinuch suggests that tshuva itself is perhaps discretionary. If a person does an Avera, that's not discretionary. He has no right to do such a thing. He has chiyuvim in terms of mitzvot. He has isurim in terms of lavim. But the fact is that if he violates these, um, then he has the following choice. He can take his medicine. 
He can receive the onesh, pay the consequences of his behavior, or he can choose to do tshuva. Tshuva, then, is a kind of a rishus. It's discretionary. It's up to him. If he wants, he'll face the consequences. If he wants, he'll do tshuva. And therefore, the Rambam felt uncomfortable formulating tshuva as a chiyu. And therefore, he focused instead on the process of vidui once one has already taken the decision to do tshuva. That's the Minchas Chinuch's suggestion. The Rav Zechatzadik Levracha strongly rejected this um, argument of the Minchas Chinuch. Rav felt that it was inconceivable that it's discretionary for an individual to do tshuva. If he wants, he can take his medicine, he can live with the consequences, with the ramifications of his chet. The very fact that one doesn't have that choice to begin with, but don't say... You know, in the Chukosai Tishmoru doesn't mean if, it means you're obligated. Just as you don't have the discretion to do Averos and suffer the consequences, so too you don't have the discretion to remain in the state of Chet and take the consequences as they come either. The same impetus that demands that we avoid Chet and that we involve ourselves in Mitzvah to begin with, namely the obligation to be an Oved Hashem and all of its comprehensive um, manifestation that very impetus also determines that once having fallen from that state once having been involved in a chet then one is obligated to do tshuva so the Rav could not accept the conclusion or this part of the conclusion of the Minchaschinoch instead the Rav argued this is written up in the Tshuva Drashos published in um, Allah Tshuva that perhaps one needs to look at the Rambam from a slightly different perspective that is, that the Rambam really refers to two different issues. And that it's not uncommon for the Rambam to relate on these two different levels to mitzvahs. The levels being, number one, the level of the Kiyama mitzvah, the other, the level of the Maisa mitzvah. In other words, many mitzvahs are actually implemented in a certain way. But that method of implementation is, can be a bit misleading. In fact, the purpose of the mitzvah, what's accomplished by the mitzvah, is something quite different than the action. We are obviously to argue this with regard to many uh, mitzvahs. For example, in Kriyashma, the mitzvah is, the Maisa mitzvah is, to say the parsha of Kriyashma. The Kiyama mitzvah, the essence of that mitzvah, is the Kiyum of Kabbalah's Omach Shamayim Belev. Avelos has many nihugim. There are many obligations and prohibitions that a person has in a state of Avelos. But the quintessence of Avelos is the Kiyum Belev, the sense of Tsar, the sense of loss, etc. And likewise, the Rav argued, Shuvah has a Maisa Mitzvah, a Kiyum Mitzvah. The Maisa Mitzvah is the Vidui. The Kiyum Mitzvah is the Shuvah Belev. Because we want there to be a Maisa, something concrete that you can actually be involved in, you can actually do, therefore, it's necessary for the Rambam to emphasize the theme of Vidu. So in the Koteret, where the Rambam speaks about Tshuva, and he says, There the Rambam focuses on the purpose, the Kiyum, of the Mitzvah. And in Halach Aleph, the Rambam focuses on the Maisan That's the Rav's solution to this problem. However, I think it's a very appealing solution in many respects. But it doesn't do full justice, I think, to the 
formulation of the Rambam in the Chesuvah Parakalaf Halacha Aleph. The Rambam here doesn't only speak about Vidui, he also seems to speak about a double tshuva. If we take very, very good, great care to read the Rambam. It's true, he says, Kisha Yasa Tshuva, but then he adds, Vyashuv Mecheto. What is the difference between Kisha Yasa Tshuva and Vyashuv Mecheto? Then, of course, comes the Chayev Lehizvados, Lefnea Kel Baruchu. This double formulation is even more apparent in Mitzvah Ayin Gimel and Sefer Mitzvahs. It appears that there's something up in the Rambam, a bit more than simply a division between the Kiyama Mitzvah and the Maitzah Mitzvah, although that may be certainly true as well. Moreover, the fact is that the Rambam does formulate a Chiyuv of Tshuva in Ochus Tshuva. This is problematic a little bit, according to the Rav's formulation, but more importantly, it raises an important issue in the Rambam internally as well. The Rambam in Perik Basic is Tshuva Halach Abav and Zayin, relates to the obligation of Tshuva that is unique to this time of year. Sarasimei Tshuva, and specifically Yom Kippur. The Rambam says, Avav Bisha Tshuva Vatsa'aka Yafa Liolam, Raman says, even though tshuva generally is obviously very appropriate, obligatory, it's effective all year round, but when it comes to Asar Yamim Shaven Rashan of Yamakipurim, it's particularly conducive, Yafa Biosar Miskabelas. Shanemar Dirshua Shen Bihimatsa. Here the Raman is simply quoting the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Dafidhes. The Gemara says this, Dirshu Hashem Behimatso, Karub Yaso Karov. What is the time of Dirshu Hashem Behimatso? What do you mean Behimatso? What is the time of Behimatso Karov? So the Gemara says, these are the Asari Yamim Shabin Roshan Ali Yom Kippur. I might also note, it's very fascinating that the Gemara and the Rambam repeats it, of course, Asari Yamim Shabin Roshan Ali Yom Kippur. One doesn't need to be a mathematician to realize that there aren't ten days between Roshan and Yom Kippur. There are Eight days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Apparently the Gemara and the Rambam um, in his wake understands that the period of ten days is itself an integrated period. It's not just that you have Rosh Hashanah and you have Yom Kippur, then you have the bridge between them. Somehow, this is all part of one integrated effort. I'm not going to speak about that this evening. That requires its own discussion, very relevant to the concept of Slichos, and especially Aserosim Echuva. Namely, that Rosh Hashanah is the beginning and Yom Kippur is the culmination, and apparently there's a contribution on the way, not just a bridge between the days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, accomplished by these other eight days, which are in fact ten. In any case, the Ram and Allah makes it perfectly clear that the Asar, Asar Yamim, Shabbat Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurim, as he puts it, following language of the Gemara, is simply Yafa Biyoser Miskabela Simiyat. In other words, it's not a different qualitative level of tshuva or a different obligation. It's simply the most conducive and appropriate time to do tshuva. After all, right, what could be more pressing, more urgent than the coming of the final day of judgment, right, beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Adin, concluding with the Yom Tzlicha or Mechila, Kate Tzlicha or Mechila, Yom Kippurim. So obviously these days are particularly conducive. Urgency is greater, 
more propitious for accomplishing tshuva perhaps as well. That's why the Rabbim goes on, again echoing the Gemara, Bamedvar Mamur and Biyachid, in a sense, one can substitute right, the efforts of the Tzibor for the propitious environment of these Aser Sayyam. But a change takes place in the next halacha of the Rambam in Halacha Zayin. Here we read that Yom HaKippurim, Huzman Tshuva, Lekal Yachid, Olarabim, it's no longer a question of being Yafa Biyoser or Miskabela Simiyad, how immediately there is a response. Rather, this appears to be a different time of tshuva. And here it's the Koyachid Ularabim, who kates Mechila Uslichal Yisrael. Lefikach, and like any other Lefikach, there's a certain kind of, uh, certain element of, you know, drum beating here. Lefikach, see working to a certain kind of crescendo. Chayavim hakal lasos tshuva ulehisvados biyom kippur. Here the Rambam, who's the only place in Nukos Tshuva, speaks of a chiyuv to do tshuva. And then he adds ulehisvados, of course, not to the exclusion of vidui, but here the chiyuv is not only on the vidui, but on the initiation of the process of tshuva itself. And then umitzus vidui yom kippurim, shiyatchil me'er of ayom, kodem shiyochal, shemichanek, then the Rambam goes on to describe when you do the vidui, the difference between the yachid and the tzibor, etc. Later on in the Rambam, later on the Rambam explains <coughs> that the vidui that you do should include also averos that have already been neutralized in previous Yom Kippurs and previous years. One should include those in the vidui as well. But it's very striking. The Rambam does have a mitzvah, a chiyuv of tshuva on Yom Kippur. Even though the focus in earlier section of the tshuva was that there is no chiyuv tshuva, it's likashiyasa tshuva, simply the chiyuv is vidui. This, of course, is very intriguing from several points of view. Number one, the idea that the chiyuv doesn't relate to the tshuva because that's simply belave. You have to explain why Yom Kippur is an exception to that rule. More to the point, raises a very important question. The Rambam, in the Kotera Tilchus Tshuva, and in Sefer Mitzvos, counts tshuva as a mitzvah only once. Mitzvah in Gimel and Sefer Mitzvos, not twice. He doesn't have a mitzvah of vidui kolashana and a mitzvah of chiyuv lasos tshuva Yom Kippurim. Even though the word chiyuv appears twice here in Echus Tshuva, once with regard to Vidui Kalashana, and the other with regard to the chiyuv to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. Why not have two different mitzvos in the Minyan of Mitzvos? Moreover, one could also ask, well, this is a different kind of a question, if there already is such a chiyuv to do tshuva on Yom Kippur, at least one could raise the question, is the most appropriate place for the Rambam to codify that halacha in Echus Tshuva? Maybe it belongs in Uchus Shvisa Sasar. At least that's a question that one could raise. The impression that one gets, certainly then, is that this obligation of Chiyuv Tshuva B'Yom Kippur, like the obligation of Chiyuv Vidui, Kalashana, is a din in Tshuva, not a din in Yom Kippur. That's why it's appropriately codified in Uchus Tshuva, not necessarily in Uchus Shvisa Sasar. 
If we examine the Rambam more fully, you notice that there are other significant features that need to be discussed as well. Number one, the Rambam's continuous emphasis on Lifnei Hashem. Rambam here in the Koteret, Hushi Ashuva Chotei Micheto, Lifnei Hashem. What do you mean Lifnei Hashem? V'yizvad. And again in the Halacha, Halacha Aleph, V'yashuv Micheto, Chayev L'yizvados, Lifnei HaKel Baruch Hu. Shenemar, etc. And again, in Sefer Mitzvos, Mitzvah Ayin Gimel, again we have, I think I knocked this over, I don't know if this affects anything or not. In Sefer Mitzvos, Mitzvah Ayin Gimel, Hu atzivuish in itztaveinu lahodos b'chatoim shechatonu lifanav yisaleh, kishen ashuv mehem, v'zeh avidui, sheyomar ono Hashem, chatasi avisi pashati, etc. Again, here it's the Chatanu Lefanav. In some cases it's the Vidui Lefanav. But again, there's this sense that there's a category of Lifnei Hashem in Tshuva, which at least needs to be discussed. If we examine Perak Aleph Aleph, we notice some other anomalies as well. The fact is that the Rambam here describes what Vidui is. Raman says, Ketzad Nitzvadin, Omer, Ono Hashem, Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati, Lefanecha, Asisi, Kach, Lekach, Bahrein, Nichamti, Uboshti, Mimasai, Uliolame, Nichozo, Ledavarzeh. Zehu, Ikaro, Shovidui. Lekol hamarbe, Lehizvados, Umarich, Binyanzeh, Harezim, Meshubach. Very fascinating language that the Rambam uses. Let's take each one for a moment. The fact is that the way that the Rambam describes Vidui is not at all obvious. And if you look at the Rambam in Nechus Maitzah Karbanos, it's a little late already, so I won't read it, but if you look at Nechus Maitzah Karbanos, Paragimel, Lachetezvav, when the Rambam speaks about the Vidui that you do in a Karban, the Rambam does not have this more elaborate form of Vidui. The fact is that this form of Vidui that the Rambam quotes as Vidui of Tshuva, Kalashana, is taken patterned after the vidui of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. If you look at the Sugi and Yuma, that's Lamed Hei Amad and Lamed Zayin Amad Aleph, Rashi and Lamed Zayin Amad Aleph in Yuma seems to say explicitly that this form of vidui applies exclusively to Yom Kippurim. The Sifra implies in Achremos that this Nusach is limited, or at least aspects of this Nusach are limited to Yom Kippurim. But all of a sudden they appear here in the Rambam as the vidui that is the prerequisite for fulfilling the obligation of tshuva Kalashan Ramam included in this formulation of the vidui the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur has the wide ranging formula of chatasi avisi pashati again where does that come from? from the vidui the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur Ibn Chaschinuch is very bothered by this. Ibn Chaschinuch says, I don't understand why an individual who violated a particular Avera should have to say Pashati. There are differences between Pshaim and Chataim. Right? That's why there's a triple formulation. There's differences. So it depends what he violated. If he's in violation of a Chet, Peshogeg, he should say Chatasi. And if he's in violation of, a, of something which is Benezid, he should say either Pashati or Avisi, depending on the, the level, whatever. There's the proper correspondent term. But why, says the Midrash Chinuch, should he say all three? 
And the Chassidok even concludes that he shouldn't. So the Rambam here meant, you know, fill in the blanks. The range, whatever it is, you should say, on oh, no, shame. And then you say either Chatasi, Avisi, or Pashati, whichever is appropriate, whichever corresponds to the particular Chet. Simple reading of the Rambam does not seem to fall in line with the Menchaschinuch's explanation. It appears that the Rambam is defining Vidui, the Vidui that is necessary for a proper Chiv, Vidui, Tshuva, Kolashana, and that somehow requires Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati, just as the Vidui of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. Of course, if the Vidui of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur is the blueprint for the, for the Vidui Kalashana, we're no longer so surprised. But it makes more acute the question why we have chosen the blueprint of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur for a Vidui Kalashana. The truth is that the inclusion of the Nechama, the Charata, the Kabbalah Lahaba, the Busha, all of these are problematic as well. Again, I don't have the time to develop it, but if you look later on in the Rambam in Tshuva, it's very interesting, there the Rambam develops these elements as if they're separate from the Vidu, or at least separate from the Tshuva. Maya Tshuva, Hushiyazav achotei chetov yasir mimachshavto v'yigmar belibo shalayaseu od, shenema yazov rosho darko. V'chein yisnachem al she'avar, shenema k'achrei shuvi nichamti, and then So here the Rambam has Chuva, and included in the Chuva are some of these elements, and then he has Vidu. We need to understand why Perak Base treats the relationship between the components differently than Perak Aleph does. That's not for now. But at least it should be noted that this broader agenda in Parak Aleph Aleph, which includes Chatasi Avisi Pashati, Lifnei Hashem, Ona Hashem, and Nichanti and Boshti, and Lo Achzor Lozeh Od, all of these things are certainly not obvious ingredients in a Vidui, in the context of a regular Tshuva. Also striking is the Rambam's formulation, which reminds us, I mean, to be facetious, of the Haggadah Shal Pesach. Literally, It reminds us of the Rambam in uh, the context of Sipritzius Mitzrayim, right, based on the Mishnah, but the Rambam expands it there, something along those lines, right, Why is it that the more you say about your, your Chet, there's an obligation to do Tshuva, to neutralize your Avera, well, when did the Vidui become a Haggadah-type um, process such that we should say the more, the better, the quality is based on the quantity, etc.? Very strange. Of course, there are other anomalies as well. The Rav Zatzal spoke a lot about the relationship between the concept of being chozer minachet in uchas tshuva, and its relationship to neutralizing Chet in the context, for example, of Hilchas Eidus. He noted that, if you look in Perek Beis, Hilchas Tshuva, Allah Aleph, the Ram says, Ezi Tshuva Gemura, Zeh Shebal Yodah Davar She'ovar Bo, Ezh Shebal Yodah La'asoso, Pirish V'lo'asam Pnei Tshuva. Lo Meyira, Lo Mekishalon Koach, Ketzad Ezh Shebal Yisho Ba'aveira, Lachar Zman Nizyachedima, V'hu Omed Ba'avasoba, V'bekoach Gufo, 
All the conditions are the same. He's put himself in the same circumstance. Upirish for Avar, Zehu Balchuva Gemura. Husha Shlomar Ruzchoris Varecha, Vimebukurasecha, Vimrosheva Levimeg Ziknuso, Beshiyashalolasa Smasha Yose, Apubishena Chuva Meula, Moelisilo Balchuvahi, etc. Brown describes Chuva, the neutralization of that initial chet, in very ambitious terms. Yes, to literally have passed the test, right, been in the same situation, and been able to turn his back in the same conditions, etc. And yet, when it comes to, right, neutralizing the status of being an avarian, with regard to rehabilitating himself for edus, there you don't require this ambitious agenda. There's simply tshuva is sufficient. Or, for example, Rav noted that there's a difference between a tzaddik, apparently, and a baltshuva. But the Minchaschinuch asked this question, it's a very famous question. If a person says, Mekadesh, Gemara and Kedushin Daphnemtes, the person says, Mekadesh, Isha, Menas, Shani Tzadik, so we say, Mekudeshes, Shema, Hir, Her, Betshuva. And the Minchaschinuch asks, according to the Rambam, shouldn't you require, in addition to the tshuva, the hero tshuva, shouldn't you require vidui? So again, the Rav Zatzal noted, apparently there's a difference between accomplishing tshuva, being a bal tshuva, and simply being a tzaddik. Hero tshuva may be sufficient to accomplish the statics of tzaddik, shemahiru b'tshuva, but full tshuva requires more than that, requires vidu. Clearly, tshuva is more than simply the neutralizing of chet. The fact is, perhaps one could suggest the following for the Ramban. The Ramban, in the end of his drush on the Rosh Hashanah, speaks about the urgency to do tshuva. And he says that that flows simply from the fact that a person has no right to be omed b'mirdo. If a person rebels against the king, it's unacceptable that he remain in that state of rebellion. Right? He is obligated, by virtue of being a good citizen, to return to the Rosh, to return to the king. Same is true, the Ramban says, with regard to tshuva. If a person is chote, that's in the category of being moraid, and if he refuses to do tshuva, he's omed b'mirdo. Perhaps what the Ramban means, even beyond the simply description, the analogy, is to point out that there's an aspect of tshuva which flows simply from the Avera itself. Perhaps there's no need for a separate obligation to do tshuva when you're a chote. Simply the fact that you had no right to do it to begin with, that having done it, you've distanced yourself from the Rabboni Shalom, that being an Oved Hashem means having that close relationship. These factors, which flow from simply the, the Isur or the Chiyuv to begin with, these necessitate that you rectify your status they necessitate the basic concept of tshuva. Perhaps the Rambam understood that the obligation of tshuva is of course obligatory, rejecting the perspective of the Minchas Chinuch. One can't decide that he's willing to take the consequences of being Omed Bemirda. But that has nothing to do with a mitzvah of tshuva. That simply flows from the Avera or from the mitzvah itself. Tshuva 
represents a different category. Having already neutralized the chet and removed the stigma of being omed b'mirdo, there's another aspect, and that is whether the individual will take the opportunity brought about by his improper behavior to elevate himself to being a better Oved Hashem. The Gemara speaks in Yuma, of course, of there being two types of tshuva, tshuva meyira, tshuva meyava, one which nullifies the chet, right? Makes this donos into shkagos. The other, tshuva meyava, which makes the averos, this donos into schuyos. Of course, what the Gemara means to say is that tshuva is not only a way to find oneself back to his previous status quo, Tshuva is an opportunity to transcend what he was, to become a Baal Tshuva. I don't have time to investigate it now, but if you look at various Gemaras and Brachos, about Azar and other places, the Gemara speaks about a contrast between a Baal Tshuva and a Tzaddik. Ezehu Baal Tshuva, Gemara in Yuvmadat Tevav Medes, the Ramam in Perik Beis, Halach Aleph, we just spoke of. A Baal Tshuva is someone who not only neutralizes the state of Avera, but to again put himself through this test, this crucible, and comes out with flying colors. That's a Baal Tshuva. Of course, the Gemara Brachos Taf Lamedalod Omedes, the Mokom Shibali Tshuva Omdim, Ein Sadikim Kemurim Michalum Lamod. Tzadik Gamor is a person, you have no tainus against such a person. But a Baal Tshuva is a person who has taken the opportunity of his chet to make himself a Baal Tshuva, to let Tshuva redefine his relationship with the Rabbana Shalala. And from this point of view, being a Baal Tshuva is more than being a Tzaddik. And even though every Tzaddik at some point or another becomes an Avaryan, ain't Tzaddik Baaretz, it's the person who allows the process of Tshuva to refashion and redefine his relationship who becomes a real or a true Baal Tshuva. If this is the case, then perhaps we can understand some of what has happened in the Rambam in Uchus Tshuva. You notice that there are several anomalies. Number one, the problem of focus on the Vidui as opposed to the Chi of Tshuva. Number two, the emphasis both in the Vidui and the Chet on Lifnei Hashem. Number three, the fact that the Vidui that is described has its roots in the Vidui of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, which means the Ona, which also includes the Chatasi of Isi Pashati, Seemingly things that go beyond the hate that he has violated, either probably one or the other, unless you interpret like the Minchas Chinuch. Moreover, we also noted the expanded Harata, Nechama, the Kabbalah, the Busha, all of that. And then there's Kalamar, Bahareza, Meshubach, and then maybe the most, dif- most glaring difficulty of all, the fact that there is a Chiv Tshuva in Ochus Tshuva, the Rambam, with regard to Yom Kippur. And even though there is that chiyuv tshuva, the Ram doesn't count two mitzvos, a chiyuv vidui kalashana and a chiyuv tshuva on Yom Kippur. Rather, he only counts one mitzvah, mitzvah in Gimel. Again, same thing in the Yad HaZaka. He doesn't count Yom Kippur as a separate mitzvah. Perhaps what the Rambam is telling us is as follows. It's very meduyik, I think, in the language as well. V'hushia shuva chotei micheto lifnei Hashem v'yisvadah. The Lefnei Hashem, of course, um, is reminiscent of the Parsha Nachremos. In general, the way in which Yom Kippur is spoken about in the Torah. 
Lefnei Hashem Titaharu. If a person is chote and he realizes that not only does he have to rectify his situation being Omed Mirdo, but in fact, more than that, he's ruined his Lifnei Hashem. He's ruined that special relationship, not just being a good citizen, but being somebody whose very existence is defined by his devotion to Torah and to mitzvahs. Not just a person who's going to do the minimum and not trample on the halacha, but a person who's going to live his life in keeping with the values of Torah, make himself a ben Torah. If a person realizes that beyond being Omed Bemirdo, Shuva affords him the opportunity, then that person expresses or reflects that perspective by the kind of Shuva that he does. The method of Shuva that he uses reflects the quality of Shuva and the motivation of Shuva. And it's not uncommon for the Rambam to focus in his koteret on the derech, on a method of performing a particular mitzvah, especially when that method redefines the quality and the nature of that particular mitzvah itself. The Rambam, when he speaks about Gerushin, when he speaks about Kiddushin, emphasizes the method. Probably because the Rambam is trying to show that how you implement these various institutions reflects what is halachically unique about them. Again, can't explain beyond that, but with regard to tshuva, what the Ramam is telling us is there's a concept of tshuva, but ain't a doma a tshuva which is simply neutralizing the state of omed bemered and a tshuva which uses the methodology of vidui. Because when you use the method of vidui, it reflects your understanding that in fact tshuva is an opportunity to elevate your status and to redefine your relationship. And therefore, it's And in Halach Aleph, the Rambam has a double formulation of tshuva. That already refers to what's necessary by virtue of the urgency of the Avera and the Mitzvah itself. He has to do tshuva. But then he adds, V'yashuv when he realizes that not only does he have to neutralize his chet, but he has to do a tshuva which will elevate him, he can only do so by vidui. And then he invokes the vidui of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, which of course is the day for the Kohen Gadol which holds out the opportunity of being nichnas lifnai v'lifnim, bezos Yavo Aaron Ela Kodesh. The purpose, in one respect, of Yom Kippur itself. It starts with the vidui of Chatasi Avisi Pashati. It matters not that the particular Avera that he violated in this case happened to be maybe only a Chatas or maybe only a Pasha. It's important that he say Chatasi Avisi Pashati, that he clearly reflect in the process of tshuva that he is undergoing a recognition that he doesn't only have to relate to the particular chet that brought him there, but to his total obligation and to his total personality. Chatasi avisi pashati. Moreover, hare nichamti uboshti mimasai leolim enichozol adavarzeh v'chol amar v'lehisvados umarich b'inyanzeh hareza meshubach. Almost like Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. In this case, the more you do, 
the more it reflects keen understanding of why it is that you're doing it. You're not doing the minimal. You're not simply trying to restore your status. Such a person understands that Chet is more than the particular Avera. It's what brought him to that state to begin with. That the impact of the Chet is more than the Onesh that he is threatened with. But it's the Richuk Mehashem. And that the opportunity for Tshuva, at the same time, is an opportunity to take strides to become a Baal Tshuva, which superior in some respects to Tzadikim Gemurim. And if that's the case, then perhaps we can understand why it is that the Rambam does formulate a Chiyu with regard to Yom Kippur, but not as a separate mitzvah, but as the second side of the very same coin of this concept of Tshuva. Rambam says, when it comes to Kol Hashana, the obligation to do Tshuva, which of course results from having done a particular Avera, doesn't come under the rubric of Tshuva, because it's simply a person taking care of his status Right. No longer being omed the mirdo, the mitzvah, the isur, whatever it is, imposes upon him that minimal obligation. However, Yom Kippur, in one respect, in one respect with regard to the Avera that he's done at least, is a day in the year. Right. It's not a response to a particular Avera that he's done. On the contrary, on Yom Kippur, we're obligated to refer back to the Averos that we've neutralized in previous years and even in previous Yom Kippur. And even once we've done the Vidui, Erev Yom Kippur, and the night of Yom Kippur, and the day of Yom Kippur, the day of Yom Kippur demands that we keep repeating that Vidui in every single tefillah. Differently for the Yachid, differently for the Rabbim. That itself is interesting, showing there's a different uh, perspective for Shal Tzibor Vishal Yachid. But the point is that the Tshuva of Yom Kippur never relates to particular Averas only. Of course, the Vidui includes reference to a whole litany, a whole slew of Averos, and one should focus in particular to the ones that are still outstanding. But even if he has not one outstanding Avera on his record, because he's neutralized all of them during the year, or because he was a Tzadik Gomor this year and didn't violate one Easter, such a thing was possible, he would still be obligated to do the full Vidui on Yom Kippur in every tefillah of Yom Kippur. And he would still be obligated, as he is, to mention those chatarim of previous years. The reason is because Yom Kippur, the day of Kate Slichel Mechila, is not just an opportunity to neutralize Averos, greater urgency, greater impetus, etc., greater conducive climate, etc. It's really the day of Lifnei Hashem Elokeichem. It's the day of redefining one's relationship with the Rabbanu Shalala. It's the day of Kula Lashem. It's the day in which we establish our real priorities for the entire year. As such, there is a chiv to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. Precisely because on Yom Kippur, when we do tshuva as an obligation, we don't only respond to being omed b'mered. But by definition, that act of initiating the process of tshuva is itself a recognition of all of these themes. And then, of course, it's followed through with the vidui. So that according to the Rambam, the vidui of Kalashana for Tshuva is the vidui of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. And the Chiyuv Tshuva of Yom Kippur is the flip side of 
the Chiyuv Vidui of Tshuva B'Kalashana. This is not a separate obligation, it's a second manifestation of the very same ideal, the very same concept of Tshuva, which goes beyond simply Omid B'Merit. Of course, this idea is reflected in many other issues regarding tshuva as well. I don't have time for it, so let me just mention one uh, very quickly. Medrash Tanchuma in Hazinu speaks about tshuva as the special prerogative of Klal Yisrael. Yisra Hashem panav elecha, kasev echer omah asher lo yisra panim, osa tshuva nosa lo panim, yocha lakol, tamadomar elecha. To say that tshuva is a special, special prerogative of Kali Yisrael. But anybody who reads Machta Yonah and Yom Kippur knows that tshuva has a universal element as well. That's what Machta Yonah is all about. At the same time, tshuva is not one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. So is there an obligation of Tshuva for B'nai Noach or not? But the answer, I think, is really quite simple. There's no need for a separate Mitzvah of Tshuva for B'nai Noach. Simply, the fact that he has his Zion Mitzvahs, he has to conduct himself in a certain way, dictates that he too cannot be Omei B'mirdo. The idea of Tshuva, which is to restore one's status as a good citizen, that is something that applies to non-Jews as well as the Jews. And indeed, in Mafter Yonah, in Yonah, essentially we read about Shuvu Midarkechem Hara, returning from one's evil ways, the Tshuva of neutralizing Omid Demirdo. Kikashalta Babamecha, that Tshuva. But the Tshuva of Tchui Machem Dvarim, the Tshuva Al Hashem, the Tshuva which transcends Omid Demirdo, allowing the opportunity to rectify the broken down Lefnei Hashem, to establish a new Lefnei Hashem, the tshuva of the vidur of the Karin Gadol on Yom Kippur, the chiv tshuva of Yom Kippur, which is accomplished not only by tshuva, but also by Talmud Torah, because Talmud Torah is the mechanism by which one re-commits to the values of Torah, not simply to the actions, doesn't simply avoid trampling upon particular mitzvahs and averos, the mechanism of Talmud Torah playing special role. Indeed, the Nitziv says explicitly that the, that the mechanism of Talmud Torah in Tshuva plays a special role in Tshuva Me'ava and Adam Kippur. That theme is a theme that is reserved specifically for Klal Yisrael is part of that special legacy, is part of that special chesed, which the Sefer Chinuch argues makes Yom Kippur, although many people don't realize it, a day of great simcha, maybe even the happiest day of the year. I hope that this year, with all the sorrows that Klal Yisrael is going through, all of us can rededicate ourselves not only to neutralizing Averos, not trampling on mitzvos and isurim, not only not to be Omed B'mered, but to take the opportunity of becoming Balei Tshuva, to engage in the special Tshuva of the Rambam Lifnei Hashem, the Vidya of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, and its flip side, the Chiyuv Tshuva of Yom Kippur 
and its vidui. In that way, hopefully we'll merit not only to fulfill the chiyuv, but also to merit the response of Lifnei Hashem to Tarub.